What's up everyone? This is Dan and you're listening to Lay the Smackdown. This is the part of the show where I talk about the latest news and goings on in the world of WWE. So, what's up? Welcome to episode 16 of Lay the Smackdown. On the news this week, we start with really some very sad news, and that is the passing of three wrestling personalities. So first of all, the 80s and 90s star Brickhouse Brown passed away over the weekend. Um, We don't really know too much about that one. So, WWE Hall of Famer Nikolai Volkov, he had a heart attack, essentially, and when doctors were asking about doing surgery to like put a stent in and stuff, he kept refusing for them to do, wouldn't allow them to do anything, and yeah, Volkov sadly passed away. And the final one this week was Brian Christopher. Um, Brian Christopher Lawler, the son of Jerry the King Lawler, and you may know him better as the other half, or the other third, sorry, of Too Cool, who he performed under the name Grandmaster Sexy, and we know that Brian has had a few issues, and he's been in and out of different prisons and his dad's always been bailing him out and it's said that this time Jerry didn't bail him out and you know essentially was saying that he needed to just take responsibility for his own actions kind of thing and it's reported that Brian was found hanging in his cell and they got to him he was still alive uh, took him to the hospital kept him on life support until Jerry and the rest of the Lawler family got there to say their goodbyes and then Brian sadly passed away in hospital Um, you know people have had conflicting reports on you know him being really nice and then there's other people that have said that he was really bad and you know regardless of you know what kind of person he was you know, you don't wish death on anybody, and, you know, some of the comments you've seen on social media, especially from New Jack, the old um, ECW wrestler, are just absolutely atrocious, and, you know, should be utterly, utterly ashamed of himself for those comments, so, yeah, um, our thoughts and condolences go to the friends and families of Brickhouse Brown, Nikolai Volkov and Brian Christopher Lawler. Nikki Bella has officially announced that her and John Cena have broken up for good. Um, You know, this has been an ongoing news story for a couple of months now. You know, we know that obviously they called the wedding off and, you know, it essentially got to a point where they were trying again and apparently now that's it it's officially officially over 
So there are now three more names confirmed for the May Young Classic. Remember, this is a 32 women tournament, and we now we know three more competitors to take the number at the moment up to 24. And the final of this tournament will take place at Evolution. So the first one is Priscilla Kelly. She's only been in the wrestling business for three years. She's 21 years of age. And, you know, from what I've heard, she's really is one to, one to watch. And, you know, I think, you know, it's going to be, it's a very big deal really for you know such a young person with little experience but you know she's in good hands in WWE so all the best to her the second lady that's been announced for this tournament is somebody that you may or may not have heard of she goes by the name in WWE of Ashley Rain. But you may know her better from TNA Wrestling slash Impact Wrestling as Madison Rain. Um, yes, yeah, a 13 year veteran of the ring, wrestled in TNA as part of the Beautiful People. And, you know, she's come to WWE. She's actually married to former WWE commentator Josh Matthews. Just a little bit of uh, trivia for you. So yeah, Madison Rain, um, wrestling under her real first name, Ashley. So, so yeah, Ashley Rain is part of this tournament. And the final one is the youngest woman so far announced at 19 years of age, and that is Zaya Brookside. Now, you may be familiar with the surname. And that is because she is the daughter of the British wrestling legend and the performance centre coach, Robbie Brookside. You know, Zaya's obviously been around the British wrestling scene since, well, since her birth, really. And, you know, having trained with Robbie Brookside myself, I know that he is an incredible trainer. And, you know, WWE must have seen something in him to have him train at the Performance Center. And, you know, Robbie has taught this girl everything that she knows. And, you know, she mixes a amazing British mat-based style with a hard-hitting style that she's honed from some of her exploits in Japan. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Zaya Brookside in the WWE May Young Classic. And hopefully she'll go on and have a very good career over in the WWE. So she is the second English woman announced for this tournament alongside Ginny. So, yeah, that is everything for the news this week. This is the part of the show that I like to call the jaw about Raw. Oh, Monday Night Raw this week, for me, it was actually one of the best Raws that I've seen in a long time. And 
you know, it had everything this week. It had some really, really good matches. And, you know, we got to see the Universal Champion. We got to see Brock Lesnar this week. And, you know, Paul Heyman is one of the best things. When he is on TV, he's one of the best things about Raw. And, you know, the way that him and... The way him and Brock bounce off each other is amazing. And... You know, they had a, a show-long storyline, essentially, that was going on where Brock Lesnar is saying to Paul Heyman, well, you know, I've shown up. What more do they want me to do? And WWE executives have apparently said, well, no, he needs to actually go to the ring in front of the crowd, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, Raw essentially starts out with Roman Reigns in the ring saying that, you know, I know Brock Lesnar's here, you know, let him come down and fight me. You know, Lesnar just stays in the back. Um, you know, a show-long thing, as I say, just sitting there reading a magazine throughout the entire show. And, um, you know, Heyman's going backwards and forwards to Kurt Angle's office, uh, speaking with Kurt and Baron Corbin, and... In the end, they say, well, you know, if um, Brock's not going to go to the ring, then we are going to fire you. And, yeah, so Brock reminds Heyman that they're not friends and that Heyman works for him. And, you know, the show essentially ends in the middle of the ring with Brock Lesnar eventually coming out at the end of the night. So, yeah, I mean, I'll get to that a little bit further on. But, yeah, so we know for definite it is Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. The first in-ring match of the night we have was Baron Corbin defeating Finn Balor. Um, Yeah, it's a very good match. Um, Surprised that, you know, they cut off quite a bit of Finn's entrance. You know, I really do... Really like Finn's entrance, so I was upset that they uh, they cut that off. Really, so it looks like we are going to get Elias versus Bobby Lashley at SummerSlam. Uh, Bobby every week so far is he just keeps um, interrupting Elias every time Elias is trying to play songs. Bobby Lashley keeps interfering, so. Braun Strowman has a match with Jinder Mahal. And, yeah, during this match, Kevin Owens comes out and essentially tries to steal the Money in the Bank briefcase. So we know the match at SummerSlam between Braun Strowman and Kevin Owens has the stipulation where if Kevin Owens wins by any means necessary... So that's pinfall, submission, count-out, disqualification. Then he will essentially win the money in the bank briefcase. It was kind of surprising because you were thinking Braun Strowman could have actually cashed it in tonight on Brock Lesnar. But that never happened. And yeah, so Jinder won it by disqualification. And obviously, if that happens on Sunday, uh, so obviously, yeah, if that happens at SummerSlam, then Kevin Owens will 
become the new Money in the Bank winner. Now, a little bit of a moan, like, what the fuck are they doing with the Authors of Pain? These are two big, monstrous guys, and week after week after week, they just, they're not, they weren't being used, and now they are being used. They're just getting jobbed out to fucking Titus Worldwide. Like, Akam had a match this week and lost clean to Apollo Crews. Like, what the fuck? Nothing against Apollo. You know, I think Apollo's brilliant in the ring. But it's like, you know, I thought these guys are going to just come in, they're going to destroy the tag division, take over. But no, they're just making them look like absolute fucking jokes. Ridiculous. Uh, another great match. Seth Rollins defeating Drew McIntyre by disqualification. There was no doubt that match was always going to be a very, very good match. And, yeah, it leads nicely on into SummerSlam. The Revival defeated the Deleters of Worlds. So, Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. Again, they're on a bit of a losing streak. You know, they obviously lost the tag titles to the B-team. And now they lost to the Revival. And there was... Actually, a very interesting tweet put out by Matt Hardy. And he was thanking a load of different people. So he was thanking, like, WWE Universe, the TNA people, the independent people. And it was the kind of... It was the kind of thing that you'd associate with somebody actually leaving or retiring from wrestling. So... Yeah, just keep a little eye out on that in in upcoming weeks and see what's what's going on with Matt Hardy essentially. So Sasha Banks and Bailey, the Boss and Hug connection or Hug and Boss connection, whatever it is they're calling themselves, an absolute fucking ridiculous name. But anyway, um. Sasha Banks and Bailey defeated the Riot Squad again. Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan still Ruby Riotless. But, yeah, I think the more these two are teaming together, I think the more it is leading towards the introduction of the women's tag team titles. It's looking like they're going to be that random team that they're going to just throw together as, you know, like the love-hate relationship that could implode at any moment. Don't be surprised if those two are the first ever women's tag team champions when they eventually do come in. I'd probably say within the next couple of months so they can be defended at Evolution or the first ever champions crowned at Evolution. But yeah, just just watch it. I guarantee that will happen. So then we get to the end segment of the night. So Kurt Angle comes out to the ring alongside Baron Corbin and essentially calls out Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman, and, you know, Paul Heyman comes out essentially to face his his fate, basically, that he's going to be fired. And they're just about to fire him. And Paul's on his knees begging to keep his job. And then Brock Lesnar's music hits. And... This, like a sadistic smile, comes over the face of Paul Heyman as if to say, like, ah, I fooled you. I knew this was going to happen. And so then Brock comes out and gets right in the face of 
Kurt Angle just basically says like have you got a problem with me and no answer from Kurt next thing just picks him up bam F5 straight away looks over at Baron Corbin and Corbin just literally backs off gets out of the ring and then he goes over to Paul Heyman and just grabs Paul by the face and yeah essentially just like it was kind of like he turned a little bit on Heyman and yeah Roy just goes off the air with Lesnar in the ring with Heyman so yeah that's everything for Raw this week. Peace out. This is the part of the show that I like to call the yak about smack. Damn. On Smackdown this week. Charlotte Flair made her return. So we have Becky Lynch being interviewed in the ring. And, you know, she said that essentially that she's going to win the women's title at SummerSlam. And then go on and defend it at Evolution. Basically, it's a Carmella come out. And, you know, she is going backwards and forwards with Becky. Saying how, how much she likes and respects Becky. And all Becky's achievements. And, yeah, essentially Carmella's just blindsides Becky and attacks Becky Lynch. And then that essentially was a cue for the return of Charlotte Flair. Charlotte comes out, attacks Carmella, and a little bit later on, Paige announces that Charlotte is going to face Carmella. And if Charlotte wins, then the match at SummerSlam becomes a triple threat. The Bar defeated the Usos to advance to the final of the SummerSlam Tag Team Tournament. So as we saw last week, the New Day won their match against Sanity to advance to the final. And we now know that it is going to be the New Day versus The Bar. The winners will take on the tag team champions, the Bludgeon Brothers, at SummerSlam. We had a very, very good promo segment from Samoa Joe next, which, you know, it was a very good promo in a sense that Joe and AJ have known each other for a long time from the independent scene, from TNA, Impact, whatever you want to call it. And essentially, Joe was going on about AJ's family and saying that, you know, AJ was saying last week about he can look in his daughter's eyes and, you know, say, oh, you know, there's hope for you now with all this women's evolution stuff. And Joe was essentially saying, but you're never home, you know, you're never going to, you're not going to be able to look your daughter in the face and tell her these things. Um, yeah, as, a, as I say, it's a very, very good, very good promo from from Joe actually, and you know it led it leads very nicely into their match at SummerSlam, which you know from the history of Joe and AJ has the potential to be an absolute classic. You know, 
my only bit of advice to the booking team would be just to literally give them 20, 30 minutes and just say to them, just go and do your thing. Don't try and do anything else with the booking of the match. Just tell them to go and do it themselves. And I bet you will see a match of the year candidate. So we have Jeff Hardy being attacked in the ring by Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura. You know, Jeff, yeah, got attacked, thrown through a table, and, you know, Randy starts wiping all the face paint off. Not really much else to say about that segment, really. Zelina Vega defeating Lana. Um, Aiden English cost Lana the match inadvertently, and, you know, this is probably going to lead to Rusev and Aiden English somewhere along the line. Then we have a very, very good segment between The Miz and Daniel Bryan. And, you know, Bryan's talking about what happened last week. And it's one of those things where they're either acting very, very well, or there is a hint of, like, personal shit going on with this. Because from what they were saying and the way they were looking at each other, it was like Bryan literally wanted to rip Miz's head off and vice versa. Um, yeah, it got pretty heated, um, but no, it was a very, very good segment. And then in the main event, Charlotte defeated Carmella to make the SummerSlam match triple threat. So this means Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair and Carmella will do battle for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Remember, Carmella does not have to be pinned to lose the title. So yeah, that's going to do it for this week's episode thanks peace out you can check me out on twitter at dan underscore reb keep checking us out on soundcloud itunes rebnoise.com and wherever you found this podcast for now that's it peace out see you next week